Hello, and welcome to the Come Fail With Me podcast. This is our first ever episode that's a two-parter. We had a special guest on, and her name is Harley. And she's a mental health advocate in a local school district, which is awesome. And we would really like to just showcase the whole thing. So uh, this first one's going to be more about Harley and her experiences in life and all of that. And um, trigger warning for that, okay? So if, if uh, mental health suicide okay so if that's something you know maybe maybe hold off uh the other thing is then the the second episode that's going to come out in about a week is going to be more so about the mental health stuff that applies to, to all of us and and i think that's really important um so thank you for listening everyone welcome to the come fail with me podcast i'm your host chelsea and i'm devin and today we have a special guest go ahead and introduce yourself hello i'm harley harley thank you for coming on we're so excited to have you and we'll talk a little bit more about why you're here today um we are here to talk about sorry i tapped my foot again about failure Come Fail With Me is about failure and like our fear of failure, but how like we should persevere through that and really focus on um, why it's okay to fail. And like it's ties with like anxiety from and keeping us from doing things and all that jazz. Listen to previous episodes for more info. All right, let's get started. So Harley, since you're here, we want you to kind of tell us about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? So I'm Harley. I'm one of Chelsea and Devin's friends, I would say. <laughs> um, really pick it up I went to school for school counseling and I'm in the process of trying to find a job in the counseling realm, but I do work for the school district. So I got my foot in the door somewhere and I am very passionate about mental health and advocating for it mm-hmm. as I struggle with that. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think we'll really, that's kind of the purpose is I know that you wanted to be on more so during May, but school gets busy, as we both know, right? School's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, but May, the reason you wanted May was because it is mental health whatever month, right? Awareness month? hmm Yeah. Did you do anything for that at your school? Yes. Yeah, so, um, the St. Do you, do you have your location? I don't need. They, I said where I live last time. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the St. Cloud School District, they have the teen empowerment groups, which are student-led groups that advocate for mental health. So for like two weeks in May, I did like self-care tips and facts about like mental health, like what it is, facts about anxiety, depression, ADHD, and how they all tie in together. And then we did the green project, uh, green bandana project, Mm -hmm. which is- I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Basically you tie the green bandana on your backpack saying that you are in support and you advocate for mental health and that you're a safe person to talk to. Mm -hmm. Um, so we did that. We did, um, a mental health spirit week because on the 20th was the beautiful mind project and they did like a 5k and like an activity day Mm -hmm. and honestly didn't get much like with the spirit week so we had like dress up days we had activities for the kids um like that i think like that friday we did like a book it mm-hmm. on like mental health which is like kahoot yeah it's similar to kahoot and mm-hmm. then all the first place winners and their advisories came down and got like prizes and i ordered like mini stress balls that had like positive affirmations on there yeah and journals that had like like you are beautiful this is your happiness journal yeah and 
things like that. And then we had like bracelets. Uh, kids got a bandana if they wanted one. And then there's just like some other like tiny knickknacks. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then we did a mental health lesson in like our Eagle time. Um, it's just like a half hour time for kids to just mm-hmm. like study hall. It's kind of like study hall, but like they pick an activity that they want to do, whether mm-hmm. that be like extra gym time. Or Your school is way cooler. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> no offense, but I love my school. But like, we don't have that. And like every six weeks, sorry, okay. every six weeks we do like a different rotation. Mm-hmm. So during this rotation, I did like conspiracy theories. But I love like, that. Every Wednesday was like an academic day for kids to work on schoolwork. Yeah. So while they did their homework, I just went over the lesson. Yeah. And talked about like why is this important. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And then the district made a video to share to all the schools on like why we should advocate for mental health. Kids are important and that they matter. Yeah. Teachers are important and they matter. Like everybody that works and is in the district is important and they matter. Yeah. I think that's like a, a wonderful message and, and it feels all like really genuine mm-hmm. when everyone comes together, like a community or whatever. Um, so, and, and we'll get more into mental health in a little bit. Um, do you, so mental health is your passion? Yeah, I would say it's a passion mm-hmm. just because I've had my own personal struggles. And when I was in school, I didn't have anybody to help me. Yeah. And when I did have people to help me, they weren't the best at helping me. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, a half-ass kind of help. Yeah. And now that, like, when I got to college, I had to learn how to, like, talk about myself and advocate for how I feel. Yeah. So I would say it's one of my bigger passions. Yeah. Because I didn't have anyone to help. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you do you do you feel comfortable talking a little bit about your mental health mm-hmm. journey? Okay. I talk to my kids about it all. Yeah, time. and I think that's that's really good. I think. Yeah. So like. Like I like I had a like great childhood. Like my dad was a single dad, and like my mom like lived in a different state. I went back and forth between them. So like childhood phenomenal, like great. But there were just like life events that happened that just like then put me in spots where it was like dark and scary. Mm-hmm. Like in middle school, I got into like a bike accident where I was walking and I collided with a guy and he fell off his bike and flew Mm -hmm. and that started like PTSD yeah and then like you know like the ambulance came and the cops came and like I had a cop like yell at me and he was like you're gonna go to jail this guy's gonna sue you the cop yelled at you yeah like a little kid yeah me like a 12 year old okay who like just made a mistake and did not see this person yeah because it was like on a hill yeah coming down like on on like the hill okay and I like it was just like a collision. Okay. Yeah. The cop was like, you're going to go to jail. Like, this guy's going to sue you. You better hope, like, he lives. Imagine being that. Like, what the heck kind of person does that to a kid? Right? Yes. I Anyways. Okay. That, that, I don't even, I didn't even know the story about you. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of people do. Yeah. And it's just because, like, there's still parts of me that feel guilty about it. But yeah. I had to learn, like, it was a mistake. Absolutely. Like, our brains don't process everything really fast yeah like it takes 10 seconds to process something even when you drive really so, mm-hmm. okay so like there was like one day where I was driving and I looked one way and the other and then I looked again to turn yeah and a car was coming yeah and I'm like I didn't even see that before yeah so 10 seconds it may seem like oh 10 seconds that's so fast but it's really not it's literally yeah. like one yeah two yeah 
It's not very. Yeah. Long. That's a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. But our brains just, they don't process it. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. But anyway. So, so like, you're making like a snap judgment before you can process something. Yeah. That actually makes a ton of sense, especially as a kid. Right. Who's never experienced that. So you're probably going to take even longer to process it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So like this cop is like yelling at me and like I saw like, you know, this guy, like his head was like kind of like cut open and like blood everywhere. Yeah. And like oh my gosh. these people like stopped and like helped me. Yeah. And like everybody was like, you need to stop talking to her that way. Like she's just a kid. She made a mistake. Yeah. And he's like, no, she needs to know the reality, blah, blah, blah. He was like, where do you live? And I'm like, I just live right over there. Like I was just walking home and he was like, okay, okay. And then like I like after everything Yep. Like subdued. I went home and I told my dad right away. Yeah. And he was like, oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm absolutely terrified. I'm shaking up. I'm scared and like freaking out, you know, like major anxiety. Yeah. And like my dad's wife at the time, like she was scared too. Like you're just all scared. Yeah. And then my dad like put me into therapy yeah. to kind of like talk about it. And the therapist started blaming my parents for all my problems. Yeah. And so I wasn't in there anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then like, oh my gosh. And then like, you know, I'm trying to function in school and I'm in like meeting with my school counselor and like we did like group sessions because I was with friends and stuff that saw it too. Yeah. And like, they weren't like as affected like as I was because I was the one that like full on experienced the whole thing. Yeah. And the school count, I feel like I wasn't talked to as much when we were in those group sessions. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I couldn't say what I was feeling because my generation, like talking about your feelings wasn't cool. Yeah. And like talking about that kind of stuff you don't do. You don't yeah. meet with the school counselor. Yeah. So then I just stopped going. Yeah. Because I was like, I am not comfortable talking about how I feel in front of all these people. Yeah. And I don't want to ask for help because I'm fine. Yeah. And then, like, my stepmother at the time was like, you should go live with your mom. You'd be so much happier there. Yeah. And my dad's like, she can make that decision on her own. And she, like, kept egging me on and on about it. Yeah. And then. This is all while you're 12 still, right? Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? Fine. I'll just go live with my mom. Yeah. And, like, I had night terrors. So, like, I was screaming at nighttime in my sleep. My dad had to play, like, music and stuff for me. Yeah. To help me fall asleep. And, like, stay asleep. Yeah. And there were times where, like, I went and, like, slept in the same room as my dad because I could not sleep at all. I don't like to ride bikes. Like, bicycles. Like, still? Yeah. Yeah. Uncomfortable with it. Like, I can ride a bike. I know how to ride a bike. I'm Mm -hmm. just not comfortable riding a bike. Right. Especially, like, when I lived in Sock Rapids. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because then just everything came back. And I'm like, "Mm, no. Yeah. So... That's, like, where it all begins, really. Yeah. Is, like, there. Yeah. Because then, like, I went and lived with my mom. And one of the, like, first assignments that I got is, like, an eighth grader. Because I had to start the school year, basically. So now I'm, like, 13, 14, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, tell us about, like, the super traumatic event. Because we're reading this very traumatic book. And I'm, like... That feels inappropriate. Welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to school in Florida. (laughs) Yeah. So then I just, I was like, you know what? I should be open about this because I think it will help. And so I did. I wrote like a three page essay on what happened. Yeah. And my teacher shared it with the class. And she was like, 
She was like, thank you for being brave. Without your permission? No, she asked me for permission. Okay. Yeah. I'm about to say like. Yeah. She asked me first and then she made sure I went and talked to the counselor. And then like, there was like this girl that I went to school with who was just like super big bitch. And like, she fought me because she was making up rumors about herself and I called her out on it. Yeah. Super dumb. Yeah. (laughs) And then that was just like eighth. That was like seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. In and of itself. Yeah. And then, like, ninth grade came. That was fine. And then in 10th grade, like, I was finally, like, thriving and, like, managing my mental health. Like, yeah, I still had, like, some anxiety and some depression, some PTSD. Mm-hmm. But I was able to just get it under control. Yeah. And then, like, I was in, like, choir or, like, a choir club. And we were getting ready for a big competition. Yeah. And in that week, like, the week of the competition, my great-grandpa passed away, which, like, He's like my role model in life. Like mm-hmm. both my undergrad and graduate, I walked in his gown. Like, yeah, that's how big of a role model. Yeah. So he passed away. And then the following day, oh, in that evening, I found out one of my best friends who lived here went missing. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I found out my grandpa had a stroke. Like he's still alive and well, but mm-hmm. that was scary. Yep. And then the day after I found out my friend killed himself. And, like, I'm only 16. Yeah. So I am like, oh, my God, I can't believe someone would do this. And the five stages of grief is, like, the one thing I would never wish upon someone, especially a young kid, because it's, like, so confusing. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, I'm angry, but, like, I would do anything. You're feeling, like, two different things at once sometimes yeah so I like did not go to school for like two weeks and all my grades dropped and I was in like all honors classes and when I went back to school my mom was like just tell your teachers what happened and they'll you know excuse you from the work and I was like cool so I went back to school and how it is in Florida is we had our odd and even days yeah so our odd days were periods one three five seven yeah and even days were two four six eight yeah so Went back on an even day, thank God, because <laughs> yeah. my even days, all my teachers were very nice mm-hmm. and they were like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do? Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm just really struggling. I'm having a very hard time. Like I would just prefer not to talk to anyone and just kind of be alone Yeah. because I don't know how to feel. They were like, well, great. Yeah. And then I was in like geometry And I went and told my teacher and she was like, well, you're just going to have to get over it. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, sure. Sounds great. I can definitely get over it. And that like, I feel like that would, it's it's your experience, but like that would overshadow for like a kid. I feel like so much of the other teachers who are like being understanding. Yeah. Did it? Then then it's just kind of like, okay, I. Like, I'm in honors classes. It's not like I'm a bad kid. Like, I don't get in trouble. I'm not tardy. Yeah. Like, I'm rarely absent. When I am, it's because I'm, like, sick. Right. It's like red flag, red flag. You're an educator. Yeah. You see it and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. And, like, like I said, all honors. And, like, our GPA skill was different if you were in honors. So, like. Like higher? Yeah, higher. So, I was on, like, a 5.0 instead of 4.0. Yeah. So, I had over 4.0 GPA in high school Mm -hmm. because I was in these honors classes. And, like, my teacher just made me feel, like, complete trash and dehumanized me because I had 
someone who I loved and cared for and didn't get to say goodbye to yeah. pass away. I couldn't even go to the funeral. On top of everything else in your... Not that they knew, but still. Yeah. You had a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I just... Mm. Yeah. I... No. Don't, like... If you're an educator and you're listening to this, please do not tell kids to get over it because no, they don't no. get over it. Mm-hmm. It takes time. Like, it took me seven years to accept what happened. Well, it's, what is it, like 10 years later now? and It's 10 years 10 later 10 years now. later, and I can still see your body change when you talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that you ever do get over it, you know? You don't. Yeah. And, like, I think what hurts the most is, like, when you don't get the chance to get that closure or say goodbye. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go to the funeral. I lived in a completely other state. Oh, yeah. I couldn't go to the wake. And, like, my friends who were in choir, they got to sing at his funeral. Mm-hmm. So, like, that hurt me even more. Because I'm like, I can't be there for my friend who just died. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love his family. Like, after that bike incident, his family came to my house and, like, did, like, a prayer circle for me. Mm-hmm. Like, who does that? Yeah. I don't know any other, like, I don't think person mm-hmm. that would do that for somebody else. I really don't. Mm-mm. Like, I would do that for my friends. Like, even though I'm not religious, I would, I've never met another person's family who would come to my house and pray with me. Just genuinely good people. And like bless me and say, it's not your fault. It's a mistake. Mm -hmm. Like you are a good person and gave me positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. So like this friend was like super like important. And then just to have a teacher go, you'll get over it. Okay, Karen. (sighs) Yeah, right? Guys. Get over it. (laughs) I'll do what I can. And as a kid, you don't have that. This Like now, mm. if someone said that to you, you'd be like, all right, bitch, let's talk, you know? But at that age, there's the power dynamic. Mm-hmm. There's you look up to your teacher, especially as an honor student. Yeah. Right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And we're learning like avid skills in this math class as well because mm-hmm. she taught avid too. So College just, prep. So it was just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. thanks. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'll definitely get over it. Mm-hmm. to appease you mm-hmm. and then like i went home and i told my mom and she was like who is this woman i'm like that's no. what i'm saying i was like no mom even now i'm like mm, let's look her facebook up Not- <laughs> 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 i mean there have been times where, like i did and I was t- I, one of my best friends she's actually married to my friend that i went to high school with yeah like have these classes with yeah and I still talk about it sometimes to yeah. this person. I'm like, man, she was evil. Yeah. And he was like, she wasn't that bad. I'm like, mm. and he was like, okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> she was kind of bad. Yeah. yeah. So there was that. And then like days where I struggled, I went to work with my mom. Yeah. And like the anger stage, I think was like the worst mm-hmm. because I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So my stepdad, he had a big like punching bag in our backyard so I just went back there and I just beat the shit out of that thing. Mm-hmm. I was so pissed. I was like, why did this person have to die? Why did he have to leave me? Like, why Like, why did he make all these decisions? Mm-hmm. Because you're 16 and you don't know what else to ask. Yeah. So those are the first questions that come to mind. And I went back inside and my hands were like swollen. Oh my god! Like, I thought I broke bones in my hands. And I yeah. went to my mom and I was like, mom, I made a mistake. And she was like, Harley. And like, you know, we put like my hand under ice and like iced my hands to bring the swelling down yeah and she was like maybe you shouldn't go to school for a couple more days so I stayed home for a couple more days and then finally started going back to school Mm -hmm. 
And then I told my mom, I was like, I think I want to move back in with my dad. Yeah. Because I need to, I just need closure. And she was like, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. So 11th and 12th grade, I went and lived back with my dad. And I was like, it was hard because I knew like where my friend died. And I, the last time I saw him was at that place. So it was just like, we went there and did like a celebration of life thing, like with his family. And it was hard like we like we sang like for him and like we like threw balloons up we sent roses down the river for him Mm -hmm. because it was just like that's just what we did yeah and then like every year after I brought roses Mm -hmm. to that spot like I would find a time it would always be around like spring break Mm -hmm. in college so I would take that weekend off and I'd be like I need to go yeah and my work was always like okay like you can go do that so yeah. I would go and bring roses when I lived in Bemidji I'd drive all the way down to Mankato yeah and bring roses to his site and just sit there yeah and just talk and then like when I got together with my fiance like I brought him there and I was like this is the hardest spot for me to be yeah and he was like that's okay it's like yeah and so like I placed roses and I was like I think this is the last time I'm gonna do this and we just kind of shut that door and stopped doing it. Yeah. And it was, like, nice because I did it with him. And, like, he got to kind of just see, like, kind of what closure looks like. But also see the process of being able to, like, accept death. Yeah. And then it's kind of, like, that story. Like, it took a long time to get over it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I know, like, he's not in pain anymore. Yeah. And not struggling, like, with mental health. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think, like, three weeks ago, I found out another childhood friend committed suicide and passed away. Mm-hmm. So it brought back all of those feelings. And now I'm stuck in, like, a depressive yeah. rut. Like, I, it's hard for me to go take a shower. Yeah. I do it because, ew. Yeah. Oh, I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need you to have shower to, and but... clean your body and shave your legs, like... Or if you don't shave your legs, then you don't shave your legs. But, like, I shave my legs, so I need to go and do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's that part of it. And yeah. then there's also the part of, like, I'll get asked to, like, do stuff around the house. And my mind's like, oh, my gosh, yes, I can do it. And then, like, two minutes later, I'm like, I can't. Do you ever, like, where your body is literally like, no. It's, like, do you know what I mean? Like, your mind's like, okay, let's do this. And then you beat yourself up because your body's like, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. That's my depression doing yeah. me. Like it for real takes over. Like my mind is just like, do you know what sounds like a better idea? If you just laid down. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, bet. I'll lay down for like five minutes and then I'll go and do it. Yeah. And then it's like an hour later. Yeah. And I'm like, here I am. Yeah. I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like, like after this friend passed away, it's just been kind of like a, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even five stages of grief anymore. Yeah. It's just a clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really the best way to describe it. It's just a clusterfuck. Yeah. Because I, like, you already did the five stages of grief and now you have more grief, but you already did these five stages. So what do you do with this? Yeah. It's just kind of like a sandwich. Yeah. Everything <laughs> at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've been working on. I have therapy set up for myself mm-hmm. and like I was a big girl and I called the person and I was like, I need help. And asking for help is something I don't do. Mm-hmm. Like 
because of counselors in the past. Like when my friend passed away in high school, I went to the counselor's office and I sat there and nobody helped me. Like at school? Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody at all. The principal was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm waiting to be seen. And he's like, oh, they're all busy today. And I'm like, I need help. That is the truth, though. I mean, that's what it is kind of like at school is they're all busy always because there's such a big caseload. And yeah. And it was just like, I felt like I was like in crisis mode. I didn't want to be in my classes. I was Correct. Running, I was roaming around the building. Mm-hmm. And like the one safe place I went to, I wasn't safe there anymore mm-hmm. because no one would talk to me. Mm-hmm. And then the principal was like, why are you in crisis? And I'm like, well, I don't really want to talk to you because I don't know you. Yeah. I don't know. So Most why, wouldn't talk to their principal about Like, yeah. why would I talk to you? Yeah. So I was just, oops, sorry. It's okay. So it was just like, no one to talk to. Yeah. And like. I want to, like, I would have talked to my parents, but, like, you know, I didn't want them to worry and, like, just have more anxiety. Like, my mom, she struggles with anxiety, and I didn't want her to be more anxious. Yeah. And plus, like, my sister, she was, like, a baby at this time. Mm -hmm. So, fresh baby. And, like, my mom, like, on her own mental health journey. Yeah. I didn't want to impact her more with that. And then my dad lives several states away. I don't want to just be like, hey, dad, I'm struggling. And then he's like, well, what can I do? Right. So it was just kind of like a, I'm stuck with myself. Yeah. Like I have my friends, but it was like, I don't want to bear them up on my problems Mm -hmm. all the time. So it was just like, keep it to myself Mm -hmm. because I didn't have the help. So now I'm getting help in like a week or two. Yeah. And I'm getting on antidepressants Mm -hmm. and I have anxiety meds. Mm -hmm. So it's just like. Doing all the stuff. To get you back to exactly. baseline. And get, like, motivation back. Because mm-hmm. my dopamine's like, well, you know, I don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I need your dopamine to help me exist. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not doing anything. Yeah. So it's just, like, it's hard. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, within this last year, it's been a very big, like, discovery journey of, like, I can talk to people. Yeah. And be like, this is what happened. Like, my kids at school like one day we're like where were you like what Mm -hmm. happened I'm like you want this happened and they were like I'm sorry yeah and like they learned empathy because I worked with them all year to gain those skills Mm -hmm. so there was that there was also like talking to like my boss at my school Mm -hmm. and just being like I'm really struggling if I suck at my job till the end of the year I am very sorry I'm doing what I can he was like I don't think you suck at your job Mm -hmm. you're just stuck and that just kind of, because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, someone's on the same page. Yeah. And then like, there was like one kid that like, I loved to death, but I just could not help them. So I just told the counselor, I'm like, I can't help the student. Like my mental space and their mental space, we're not going to collide very well. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? That's okay. Cause they have like 10 other people in the school that can help them. Mm-hmm. So just push them that way. And I was yeah. like, bet I'll do it. And that helped a lot too. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what to do. Because in school, you're taught you need to help everyone. You need to do what you can. Mm-hmm. And, and it truly feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a helper. I love helping Yes, you people. are. Like, I take on other people's problems. And I, I like to fix things. So mm-hmm. I try to fix it, even though I can't. And so, like, I was like, this is a one thing where I can't fix or help. Now I feel helpless. Yeah. And then... Like Which doesn't my, help the situation at all that you're in. No. No. And so all my colleagues were like, you're not helpless. You're just taking a load off. 
Yeah. And I was like, I like this mindset. Yeah. So I was able to just be like, there you go. And I just pushed that student to somebody else and Mm -hmm. that helped a lot. Mm -hmm. And so now like here we are at the end of the school year and school's done. And I already feel like slightly happier because like I know I did good last year and like I advocated a lot for myself and for other kids Mm -hmm. and for the school. And now I can spend the summer advocating for like my mental health. Absolutely. Getting my ducks in a row. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this big journey. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And first of all, I know this is cheesy sounding, but like (laughs) genuinely proud of you for like taking all these steps for yourself because we don't ever we don't hear that enough. No. That other people are proud of. I'm super proud of you. Thank you. Right? Always. Well, like, a lot of people are like, therapy is like, for like wimps. You don't go to therapy. And it's like, therapy, like, helps so much. Because like, I know that if I don't go, I'm going to just be a potato. Yeah. And I can't be a potato in my house because nothing's not going to, nothing is going to get done. Yeah. And like, you're not, like you said earlier about like, you don't want to dump on other people. Yeah. But like, that's their job. Is that they're like, come dump on me. You yeah. know what I mean? And you're like, okay. And it's, they know how to deal with it and then they can help you. And I agree so much. Yeah. It's like life changing. If you haven't, I don't even, I don't care who you are. It helps mm-hmm. everything. ADHD, mm-hmm. depression, all that. Right. It helps with literally everything. Yeah. Like even if you're just having like a struggle, just yeah. go talk to someone. Yeah. Like. I don't know one person that like has gone through therapy that absolutely completely hates it yeah like, i know people have like weird experiences and i get that mm-hmm. like, like i did as said, a kid yeah like my therapist blamed literally every single thing that was wrong with me on my dad yeah and my dad's like that's not how that works yeah like i'm not at fault for my child feeling the way she feels yeah she feels that way because she feels that way mm-hmm. and like my parents are still in the process of like accepting like my child is in therapy my child advocates for mental health because i think with their generation talking about mental health is just taboo yeah i live by a hospital if you didn't know that yeah you're gonna hear that sometimes continue (laughs) well the hospital is right there yeah and my school is right over there yeah so (laughs) that's true i never thought about where where your school anyways It's just walking distance. Yeah. If I have an emergency, I could just walk there. Yeah. Because why would I pay the ambulance fee? Correct. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Remember to stay tuned for next week. This is a two-parter and you will get to get the rest of the story and a little bit about how we can focus on our mental health. Thank you.